0: As any bad guy would do for his good girl, he leaves her gagged and chained up in his bed. <laughs> and she still hasn't come yet.
1: Oh, my God. That segue, though. <laughs> fire. what's up good girls and guys welcome to the juiciest book podcast
0: where we discuss our favorite spicy stories from cutesy romance to smut
1: and all the fantasy in between i'm carly and i'm taylor welcome to read it and ride it (laughs) let's go baby
0: Before we start into this episode, we want to shout out everyone that's been messaging us or reposting the stuff that we've been posting and listening to the podcast because this outpouring of love and support that we've been feeling is so unreal. We feel so, so loved and so appreciated by you guys It seriously is really hard doing all this stuff, but then getting (laughs) positive feedback and hearing that people love it just makes all of the stress of everything totally worth it, and we are having a lot of fun doing it, and we are just really happy that you guys are along for the ride,
1: and you keep saying, you know, like, you want us to keep doing this. Yeah, it means the world to us. One person in particular that I want to shout out is Randy who messaged us through Instagram. She's a fellow reader who doesn't have any friends who read. And after Fourth Wing was like, holy shit, I have to discuss this with someone. And on a whim, looked up the book name Fourth Wing on Spotify and found us. Thank you so much for messaging us about your experience, finding us and loving the podcast. The fact that you said you were laughing and felt like you were sitting with two friends is exactly what we want. We want to feel like we are part of the community. We've met so many people through this podcast and we're actually going to in the future Put together a bookish community, book club type of thing, communication page where anyone else who doesn't have any other friends that read and love a book that we discuss or even just want to discuss a book with us, we'll be able to all chat together there. So excited for that. So, so excited. So keep your eyes peeled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For today's episode, since Halloween was just yesterday, we're getting a little bit spooky, we're getting dark. We're running right back into that dark romance with The Ritual by Chantelle Tessier.
1: This book is about a secret society of lords with a gruesome initiation process, which if completed is rewarded with wealth, power, and status once they graduate from college. Entering their final year, they can claim a chosen woman to own But little does our MMC know, his little black heart is actually capable of much more than just chaos and murder. Mm. So good. So exciting. (laughs) Also, warnings this is super dark and super sexy. So, (laughs) you know,
0: make sure to check your trigger warnings. There are a lot, including cnc kink which is consensual non-consensual otherwise known as forced sex fantasy which is triggering and really hard for some people to read and this is a very very common theme in this book so just beware know what you're getting into but it's fucking worth it (laughs) overall rating for me was a three out of five i did like it um i thought the storyline of it was very creative like the prologue where they were laying out what was going to happen and him going through different initiations how the lords work I thought that was such a cool idea this fucked up secret society that if you survive their trials then you get to own essentially a woman in the end and she belongs to you like This was all sorts of fucked up written all over it. And I was like, yes, I need to continue because I need to know how (laughs) fucking dark this gets. Plus, they literally say limits will be tested and morals forgotten. Like, you know, it's going to be spicy when they say that. And this did not disappoint because this spice was maxed out six out of six. I read some shit I've never read before. Honestly, it broke me a little bit. That's why I said it was a three out of five overall for me because the sex was kind of a lot at some points. And then like about three fifths of the way through, I thought the plot was dragging a little bit. And so I was kind of like, okay, like, can we get on with it? We're kind of doing the same thing over again. But the overall concept was so interesting. And I did think the writing was really well done.
1: Yeah, for such a dark book, it only made me want to read more. Like, I'm glad it's a series. So I rated it a 4 out of 5. I'd say this is only the third darkest book I've ever read, so I'd reread. But not like Obsessed Obsessed, where I'd reread for the plot. If you know what I mean. When it comes to world building, it's a 1 out of 5. This is based in reality. The action in this was
0: Definitely a four out of five. It's very descriptive type of gruesome shit, like the murder, Mm -hmm. the torture. Yeah, the bloodshed. It's very detailed. So the sex is very detailed. The action is very detailed.
1: Yeah, I want to clarify, too, for if you didn't listen to our first episode, the reason it's not a five out of five is our action scale. A five out of five is when there's a full blown war. This did not have an actual war, so it's just a bloodshed level of four out of five. Sad scale a two out of five, surprisingly considering how much bloodshed there was, but it was more like revenge focused, right? The family is fucked up, really isn't what they think. People get shot and you think they die and some do die, but none of the homies. So, you know, you're not really like, committed to anyone that dies right. and if they do it's like people you want to die exactly which is like my favorite when they kill off people that should die <laughs> vengeful bitch
0: <laughs> humor one out of five I did not laugh once during this I may have laughed at
1: how kinky some parts were but it wasn't like a funny book it by was any not means. funny at all no. <laughs> fluff only a two out of five I wouldn't call this book romantic
0: Yeah, I didn't even notice that the two main characters didn't even kiss for the first time until they got married at the courthouse. Yeah, I didn't either.
1: That's showing how much fluff is in this. It really does. (laughs) Let's start with Blakely as our FMC. She's the Megan Fox looking type. So blue eyes, brown hair, total bombshell. Because of her past and her current soon-to-be ex-boyfriend, Matt, She is starving for attention and love, which is ultimately why she gives herself over to Riot. Which, first off, Riot, I've
0: never heard that name before, but I think that's a sexy-ass name. Like, if your name is Riot, you're definitely into some dark shit, too. Like, you're not just some (laughs) happy-go-lucky
1: guy. Oh, definitely. I will say, though, I honestly didn't love the name. It was a little too close to Rat. The first time I read it, I (laughs) I literally thought it's a typo it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) hater
0: sorry riot (laughs) i like that in the beginning we got a little bit of background on his experiences through his first three years going through those trials because it really sets up for the type of man that he is which like i said he's cruel he's evil he's got a god complex he Gives off very serial killer vibes. For example, he says, I throw the skin to the floor as a souvenir for later. Like, okay, that's gross. Yeah, gag. It's not her skin. It's someone he's killing.
1: (laughs) Either would be gag.
0: (laughs) And then right off the bat, first task, kill or be killed.
1: Yeah, so the book starts going through each of his first three years at the college. And the first... Task, he has to kill a betrayer to show his loyalty.
0: Right. And it plays into this whole Lord's mantra of never show weakness. A Lord doesn't feel he is a machine. So you've got to kill without questions, is what he's saying in his mind to himself. Like, this is how I'm going to prove myself. I don't question doing these wrong things. I just trust that the Lords are doing the right thing in this situation because typically they're killing other Lords. Or people related right. to the lords that have betrayed them. He says, in particular, in order to succeed, you don't have to be stronger, just deadlier. It really sets the tone for how ruthless he and the lords are. He also says that he was raised for this because my initial question about the lords in general was is it everyone that's coming from money doing this? You know, do their parents always have to do it or do they just? decide to pick up chumps on the
1: street and they're like okay you gotta be in it this time (laughs) no it's definitely very exclusive from what my understanding was like it's basically you're raised in a family of a lord and lady and only lord's kids can become lords like if not it's at least typically rich and dangerous people or families only like i would see that i could see them approaching a you know, powerful family and saying, oh, do you want your kid to be a member? Or do you want to be a member? But other than that, I think it's really, really exclusive.
0: Yeah. Do you think something like this exists in real life? I don't doubt it. I know. It kind of gives me, I mean, this is obviously a conspiracy and I have no idea if it's true or not, but you see stuff about the Illuminati. (laughs) Oh my
1: god. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Oh my, it is kind of Illuminati vibes.
0: One of the other things that he has to prove in the earlier years of college is his commitment to the Lord. So enter fucking Matt. Boo. (laughs) Literally the entire (laughs) book. Boo. (laughs) He and Matt have to go on a mission given by the Lords to kill someone. And they are standing over the bed that the person they're supposed to kill and the lady are laying in. The lady is naked, so her tits are out. And Matt all of a sudden just goes straight to, oh, I see tits. I'm going to rape her and get my dick wet and right. then I'll fucking kill this guy.
1: Extra gross because later he says he wanted to do it because he knew it was Blakely's mom mm-hmm. and he was like, I could have had both because he was arranged to be married to Blakely as well. Like, dude, what? So disgusting.
0: I know. Like at this point, riot is already supreme, even though he's literally about to murder this dude in his sleep. Like I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) And then Matt kills her. She kind of runs out of the room screaming and he pushes. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really say exactly, but you know, Matt corners her enough to then she goes over the railing. She's splat on the floor. And this is where Matt and Riot's beef start because Matt got probation for that. Even though Riot did not sell him out, he didn't help him either. He didn't say like, you know, oh yeah, he totally didn't kill her, but he alluded to the fact that Matt did. So then Matt and Riot start having beef.
1: Right. And Riot's not a rat, contrary to what you might think with his name being Riot. Right. And the whole big... Plot twist point of this thing, too, is like
0: you said, that lady was an important lady. So they were pissed that she got caught in the crossfire mm-hmm. because it was Blakely's mom. Yeah. And they
1: let them think she was dead. But lo and behold, she's not.
0: <laughs> Riot's finally in his senior year where you're considered to be a lord. He went through all the trials and now he can decide on a chosen and break his
1: celibacy after being that way for three years honestly love this because he hadn't been with anyone before blake lee for a while which made it a little bit more meaningful i think
0: as meaningful as it can get yeah, I guess. <laughs> the lowdown on the chosen really quick is that they're chosen for their senior year they're allowed to take more than one they can share her with other lords if they want to which can totally open up a lot of potential sex scenes right there.
1: Yeah, another thing I want to say too is most of the chosen girls also come from families of the Lords and they have to be signed up. So that's kind of like a twisted little plot twist you find out later
0: right and the girl or at least blakely didn't know that her parents had to approve of her being on the list to be chosen right she didn't even know her parents were part of the lords right she was totally out of the loop the chosens also have to willingly accept the oath so they have to decide for themselves so their parents can sign them up as an option but ultimately it comes down to her saying okay
1: yes I would like to be dickmatized by you for a year. <laughs> that public clear pool fucking scene, though, where they're like mouth or ass. Honestly, what the fuck? It's all about power, you know? Like,
0: it's whatever it is. I don't think they look at women as, you know, partners in People. love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't look at them like that. They're literally
1: looking at them for holes in breeding. I mean, yeah, there's multiple scenes where they say... My sex toy, or whatever, referring to their chosen. So it's very uh, degrading kink, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Depraise. I don't know. I
0: don't know. (laughs) Before Riot decides on who his chosen is, it comes up that he really doesn't actually have a choice because he meets with a lord and that lord says, Blakely is his next assignment. And he goes, Well, she doesn't actually belong to me. Because technically, she had a marriage arrangement with Matt. But that marriage arrangement doesn't mean that
1: no one else can claim her as a chosen. Yeah, I immediately thought, why was she chosen for him when it's so rare to happen? Was one of the older sick fucks interested in her or something? But then later you find out it's her fucking dad assigning her to riot riot even says during a scene that the key to the chosen is humiliation and her dad has obviously had a chosen before because that's who blakely's real mom is like what the actual fuck i know he like the fact that you would subject
0: your daughter to what that's going to be definitely gives me the ick super ick Then Riot strategically starts to show up more in Blakely's life. So there is one scene where he literally runs into her on campus and he says, there are animals that roam these halls. If you aren't careful, one will catch you. Like, bitch. I know. (laughs) You immediately get a glimpse at how toxic her relationship is with Matt. Like, she says another man threatens their relationship and it's always her fault. Red flag. And then Blakely's
1: literally been begging him to have sex with her and he won't do it. Like if I was begging a guy to have sex with me, I'm like, you're fake dating me. This isn't real.
0: Right. And the fact that, you know, there's a scene where he wanted to rape that woman. It's Ugh. like, why do you not want to have sex with her? Because she literally threw
1: herself at him. Right. Right. It's, it's a mess.
0: Yeah. So it's no surprise that she's mesmerized by Riot already. Like her boyfriend was literally standing right next to her. He's asking her what's wrong. And she can only make eye contact with Riot. Like the dude already fucking owns her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Homegirl never stood
0: a chance. After this first kind of showdown with Riot, Blakely and her friend Sarah run across a flyer for The Ritual. If you've read this book before, you know the popular quote, I vow, you vow, we vow. And then the flyer goes on to say, you know, the ritual is what one must do in order to become chosen. A chosen must willingly surrender to all that they do.
1: My first thought on that scene was, wow, they really just come out and straight up say it on this flyer. But later it's revealed that Riot and Gunnar strategically placed it for her and Sarah to find.
0: I know, because at first I was like, they just have these flyers hanging out. Yeah, like, what the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> Riot proceeds to stalk her before he starts kind of showing his face again in her life and, you know, pushing her towards choosing him. And one of the scenes that. I mean, I didn't laugh because it was funny, but I was just like, you're such a sick little pervert is when he's jacking off in the car, watching her
1: through the window of her bathroom. Yeah, I literally wrote in the book, wow, men are weak. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he already says you're mine in his head, but she's mine trope with a sadistic twist and an alternative darker meaning. He's not like, oh, you're mine. You're the only one for me. He's like, I own you, bitch. You're mine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A little different. I'm surprised she
0: didn't have a fucking collar at this point because that was the kink that they were into. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Blakely finally decides to do something for herself. She's, you know, fed up with Matt and Matt not telling her anything about the Lords and decides to go to the party at the Lords Manor with Sarah. Then
1: runs into fucking Matt Who has another girl on his arm. Oh, my God. When I realized he took another Chosen, I was like full fucking send to riot. Fuck Matt. For real. He literally
0: signed his death warrant. Like, Mm -hmm. he was cheating on her. She was like, what the fuck? And the girl was like, yeah, I'm his girlfriend, too. It wasn't even just a Chosen. Like, they were involved. Yeah, they had history. Yeah. So fucked up. So... What's also fucked up is that he never corrects the girl when she says that she's the girlfriend. Like, okay, yeah, I hate you, die. I hope Riot cuts your fucking dick off, you fucking (laughs) cheating fuck.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about how we literally just read descriptive murder, and I'm pissed that this motherfucker cheated. Like, no, cheating murder is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Blakely gets pissed, rightfully so, throws a drink at Matt and breaks up with him. What are the chances she walks into Riot's room? I mean,
0: I feel like he was steering her in that direction. But at first, she doesn't know that it's Riot. So the fact that she was getting felt up by essentially a stranger and to not know what it's like to be sexually wanted for so long. Blakely was just a horny girl. She wanted to get Dick down, more power to her. I don't know if, you know, if some other guy followed her in there, would she be doing the same thing or is she just allowing Riot to do it? Hard to know. But it did end up being Riot and their first hookup did not
1: disappoint. No, it didn't. First hookup and he busts out the handcuffs and blindfold. Like dude loves his control and dominance. Could you
0: imagine literally your first time with someone and they break out all the toys and you're like, holy, okay. This is what we're into, I guess. I (laughs) guess. I I love when he's like and sliding his hands down her body and he's just like,
1: let me help you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know he doesn't have good intentions, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, we're into it. And I honestly don't think she knew it was him because she was intoxicated, but he is talking like she could have possibly recognized his voice. Right. I did find it interesting when
0: it switches to his point of view in that moment. And he's thinking about when Gunner said that Blakely was a virgin And then Riot asks Blakely, you know, are you? She says, yes. And then his inner dialogue to himself is, I'm going to take it slow. I don't want to hurt her until she's my chosen. And then all bets are off. Like,
1: why? Question mark. Yeah. He doesn't give the vibe of, like, go slow. So it is surprising. But I'm glad because it showed the slightest soft side to such a dark, dark character And definite foreshadowing because he's going to be one of those, I only care about you, the rest of the world can burn for all I care types. But not too soft. Don't get it twisted.
0: (laughs) No. There's something about when a man goes down on her and he takes her leg and throws it over his shoulder. That gets me feeling some sort of way. Like, I don't know if it's just like, he's like, this is my fucking meal and I'm going to have it.
1: Like, she has no choice. Yeah. Yeah. If the legs are over the shoulder, he's feasting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the truth. He's buried. <laughs> Deep.
0: <laughs> I love when she gets confronted by Matt after the party. And at this point, you know, she doesn't know that it was actually a riot. She's still questioning it. She maybe even thinks it's Matt. And then Matt admits to her that he left the party early. So then she's like, okay, it for sure wasn't him. And Matt starts getting aggressive and being like, what do you mean? (laughs) And she just snaps back and is like, you weren't the person at the party I
1: fucked. Like, yes, bitch, (laughs) let's go. Fucking stick it to that man. So glad she blows him off, especially since his other girlfriend slash chosen walks up and he picks her over Blakely right away. Right? Right.
0: To chop off this scene, too, Riot Daddy enters and goes. Problem here looks like someone claimed your bitch, Woo-hoo! <laughs> and then whispers in her
1: fucking ear, "Told you he was over you." Oh my god! In the back of your mind, you already know it was him, but still, full blown butterflies when he confirms it.
0: Then he continues his dirty talk in that scene, you know, trying to convince her that she should choose him and his dirty talk was making me clench my legs together like (laughs) I was like we're in a hallway we're not even in the bedroom right now one thing that he says is I'll own you and I think that's exactly what you want like I'm deciding for her Riot. she's
1: going to be your chosen (laughs) yep yep sign her up (laughs) he also says from eating her out I can still taste you (laughs) like what when an author knows how to hit the reader's g-spot with that dirty talk though <laughs> Woo! she does it multiple times let yeah. me tell you
0: <laughs> yeah she does ask riot if she was to be his chosen would he hurt her and he says yes but i'll make you like it
1: but you're gonna love it <laughs> Instantly thought, okay, this confirms it. He just wants revenge on Matt, and Blakely totally calls him out on it, but also admits she doesn't really care, which I was glad because we need that girl to have some bad bitch energy, right? You're going to be a sub to a dom, but still have some of your fiery personality in there, right? Right. She still has a backbone. Like Just because you want to be
0: submissive in the bedroom doesn't mean that you don't want to be... You're not a pushover in real, in real life. Real life. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Because she's kind of been that way her entire life. And now Raya is bringing out this side of her that she can feel more free.
1: Mm-hmm. Blakely is so committed to this that she even takes a drug that knocks her out without even knowing what it is. Riot comes over and finger fucks her. But honestly, I felt like this was needed because she's still a virgin at this point. And it turns out she's into it. Into specifically being out of it. Like later on she wants to watch that moment on video after finding out that he had put cameras up all over her apartment.
0: Right. She does this whole like a drugging her and having sex with her while she's drugged is a very common theme.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's again, we have the non-consensual consent. <laughs> exactly. It's it's yeah, it's in there. The way he plays
0: mind games with her Throughout her trying to decide if she wants to go the route of being a chosen by saying, haven't you ever wanted to do something for yourself? Like, okay, a little drastic, becoming essentially a slave to a man you barely know. But if that's what's doing it for you, girl, more power to you. But understandable because she said she's never been able to make her own choices. All of her days are planned out for her. This is literally basically her only opportunity in her mind to say, fuck it, I'm making this decision and I'm going to do it before then she has to be married to Matt for the rest of her life. So it makes sense. This book also dives into some very deep topics that have very good commentary. For example, when Blakely is talking about social media, she goes, social media makes you think you have all this freedom, but you really don't. You post selfies with fake smiles, hoping someone will envy you and reassure you just how good you have it, all while hating your life.
1: That rings so true. I totally think social media is addictive because we're visual social beings who are naturally curious and want to learn more, consume more. But at the same time, you could think someone is blessed because they travel and have a great job. But then you meet them in real life and find out they have an autoimmune disease or an alcoholic family member or whatever it may be. It's never all sunshine and rainbows for anyone. I truly don't think a single person can say they've never had hardship no matter how small. So I totally related to that quote.
0: Yeah, I agree. Social media is so toxic, but here I am scrolling on TikTok all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She decides to full send it and shows up at that creepy ass church my first thought in the scene besides the creepy church was the fact that Sarah was just sitting there and I was like, D- aren't they best friends?
1: Like, they didn't talk about this. Yeah, I literally thought the same thing. The roommates on top of it. Like, did you guys not compare your schedules? Did you not <laughs> carpool? Like, right. <laughs> you want to go to this
0: creepy ass church together? I don't know what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> Down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that... When he decides to claim her, he doesn't want anyone else to have her see her naked or anything. So
1: he decides to be a gentleman and fuck her mouth instead. (laughs) Classy. (laughs) So gentlemanly. When he says, you belong to me now, little one. Honestly, not a fan of the nickname, but just the you belong to me. Hmm. Get (laughs) me going. Then they have their first fuck, which is honestly not that ceremonial. But he takes her outside to fuck her for the first time because he doesn't want anyone else to see her, thankfully. And she luckily has been fucking around with toys because that would not have been enjoyable. And even the position sounded less than ideal, to be honest. He's like, I'm going to fuck you right here, right now. That mouth is mine. That ass is mine. That cunt is mine. You're fucking mine. So romantic. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) really gets you going.
0: I know this whole vibe of you live for me now and I for you fucking swoon because he's giving this two-way path even though he's saying I own you he literally gave her the same option like you own me as well I'm only gonna be with you this is a relationship Not an ownership style of fuck fest.
1: Right. I think his exact words were, you serve and obey me and I protect and own you. Uh, To be claimed like that, I know it's really aggressive, but also there's just something about it. These books are fucking me up. I know. I know. It's so bad. (laughs) Mom, don't listen to this.
0: (laughs) When he describes how pussy feels... By saying warm, soft, and pliable. i never heard pliable described for a vagina before.
1: But I don't know why it gave me a very good visual of what was going down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Honestly liked it because he hadn't been with someone in a while. So it showed how big that moment was for him. Almost like his first time in a way, too. Right. But... You know, rude, because I don't think he made
0: her come that first time around. So fucking rude. Like, I'm down for the aggressive, wild, crazy sex, but you got to make the girl come. Yeah, be a
1: giver. You can take a little, but you got to give a little too. Damn. Also, I guess he does technically give her a little bit of something, mostly choices, but no safe words. He says something like, we are training these women for a higher power. Even I can't save her from her future. All I can do is prepare her. That honestly pissed me off, though. Because it's like, again, they just see them as like items, not even people. Right. But it, it, over time, obviously morphs into something more.
0: Yeah, at least for him, which I'm glad. Because yeah. if he would have just stayed like this vindictive dictator, it would have just not been fun. Like he needs yeah. to, he can be morally black and... Mm-hmm have a little bit of a soul just for her. Right. Like, that's the only part he can carve out of his black heart. Right. It's gonna be for the lady. It makes you want to be his good girl, but in a bad way. <laughs> fire! <laughs> As any bad guy would do for his good girl, he leaves her gagged and chained up in his bed.
1: <laughs> and she still hasn't come yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> that segue though. <laughs> fire honestly into it almost would want earplugs too am i crazy i mean when he comes back you wouldn't even know it's just kind of a surprise isn't that kind of fun no oh you are totally corrupted i did not think of that at all that's scary okay i am sick in the head (laughs) it's fine we love it
0: He keeps saying repeatedly, I'm going to be bad to her, fuck her up, make sure there's nothing left of her, but his actions are not lining up with this. Like, he decides to cuddle her and clean her after he fucks her.
1: Yeah, I think he's obsessed with her so fast because he's been craving sex and she's agreeing to everything he wants to, and she's obviously gorgeous. So a little cuddle is okay. She was also tied up for hours and he doesn't want her going home alone because he's so possessive and overprotective from the start. I think it's an example of how psycho-possessive he is when he tells her to change out of the skirt that he calls easy access skirt and fucking burns it. <laughs> I know. I would have been so pissed. But I then also turned on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dang it, I like that skirt, but mm. <laughs>
0: Blakely catches Cindy Williams talking to Riot in the hall. This bitch is his promise to be wife. So what Blakely is to Matt, Cindy is to Riot. And even though Blakely doesn't know this, it switches to Riot's POV and he fucking hates her,
1: which good. Like, yeah. I didn't want him loving some other girl. Me neither. He even hints that he's not going to let the arranged marriage ever happen.
0: Right. Right. She does get mad over it, though, which rightfully so, because if I saw him with another beautiful girl and even if I knew that he hated her, like she's going to be the one to marry him.
1: And I would be jealous of that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And then Matt finding her eavesdropping and licking the side of her face saying, I will own you. I will never let you see the light of day and you'll beg for death, that officially put him on my kill list. Like, you didn't like him, but now you hate him. Right.
0: And Ryan ends up pulling her into a room after she's trying to blow him off after seeing him with Cindy. And she sasses the fuck out of him by saying, unless you plan on ripping my clothes off and bending me over this desk, then we're done here.
1: Oh, my. Honestly, so surprised he let her get away with that. I know. I feel like he's just
0: realizing, like, okay, okay. I'm a little bit whipped (laughs) here. And I like whips. Um, (laughs) I love a good revenge going to the club moment. She's like, fuck you, Riot. I'm going to do something that I know you won't like. She dresses up like a slut. She's feeling herself. She's going to the club with her friend, which ends up turning into a punishment with the belt. I cringe every time there's like a spanking with a belt. I just... I can't do it. Like, you could choke me out until I die. But once (laughs) you get a belt in there, it freaks me out. Oh, God. Like, even a whip, I'm totally fine with. A flogger, totally fine. A belt, it's like a different
1: level. I don't know why. It is a little scarier. The manipulation in this scene, too, like saying, you have all the control. You just need to tell me what he said. She admits what he said to her and also laughs at Matt thinking she'll fall in love with Riot. That shit was gold because, I mean, obviously, as readers, we're like, okay, they're obviously gonna fall for each other, right? Mm -hmm. But she's just, I'm just your sex toy. I don't care. This is what I signed up for. I'm never (laughs) falling for you. I want to address the forced sex fantasies on a little bit of a deeper level because throughout the book, she brings it up to riot and even has some dreams about it.
0: Right. This kink, also called CNC kink, forced sex kink is very common in dark romance. And I like how in this book, Blakely has this taboo fantasy, but then has an inner dialogue discussing about how, you know, she felt fucked up having it. And then her reasoning on what she found online about, you know, why she has it. And personally, as a reader, I don't understand since I'm not into that kink, but through her explanations, I was like, yeah, I definitely get it that makes more sense about why you would be into that for instance as the book goes over a lot of people you know thinking for sex fantasy implies violence but it's really for women who want someone who wants them so much they can't help themselves like they literally cannot take no for an answer it's this form of domination where you know they still have control like Blakely knows that riot won't hurt her, but he can do whatever he wants to her because at the end of the day, he's still gonna, you know, be nice to her, and I mean, as nice as well, he can be. He'll he'll
1: say good girl,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? He'll praise her after that, which I think that kind of goes hand in hand sometimes with the CNC kink. Is they'll do whatever they want, and then at the end, they want to be praised for it. So. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can understand that craving to be so desired by a man that it's all consuming for them. I feel like maybe that's why I'm so into dark romance because the guy is so possessive. Yeah. Like to be owned in that way is just like another level.
1: Yeah. It's all about the obsession for me as well. I always say love a man obsessed and I truly mean that. She also mentions that the studies she found said those who fantasize about for sex fantasies are the most erotically open and adventurous, which totally makes sense to why she's so into the stuff Riot tries with her. I also love that he literally doesn't shame her at all. He's like, it's okay. It's normal. And he asks her her limits and says, let's play this out for you. I know. I love that he even calls Matt
0: a punk ass bitch for (laughs) shaming her. (laughs) Also, when she mentions to Riot that she tried to tell Matt about the forced sex fantasies and he literally didn't want to do it with her. But then you know that Matt wanted to rape that other woman. Like, literally,
1: Matt doesn't make sense to me. He's at all. so hypocritical. Such a little bitch. I can't stand him. <laughs> so, to help her live out her fantasy, Riot blindfolds and kidnaps Blakely. I love his off-color inner dialogue comments.
0: Like They did make me chuckle a little bit. One of them was, can't fuck a dead chick. I mean, you can, but not a kink I'm into. They're still getting assignments from the Lords at this point, And there's one where Matt decides to volunteer himself and Riot to go to jail to kill someone.
1: Honestly saw it coming. As soon as he volunteered him for the job, I was so pissed at Matt offering the inmate To get to fuck Blakely as payment. Like, are you serious, dude? You you he ugh he can't get any worse. And then also scares Yeah, he does. (laughs) Yeah. Also scares me because after Riot kills the murderer, his first thought is, I know the best revenge. AKA marrying Blakely. So this whole time it kind of has you going back and forth like, does he like Blakely or is he getting revenge at Matt? it's it's hard to you know right
0: and at this point you're like okay we're back on the revenge thing like he's just doing it to spite Matt Mm -hmm. but his actions show different because then he goes straight to her house after getting out of jail like man just wanted to be with his woman because he just got the shit beat out of him and almost got murdered like he is smitten as a fucking kitten
1: yeah he definitely is I get why she was mad but the dude was clearly beat up. I would have been instantly like, oh my gosh, let me help you. I don't care that you were just gone. Like obviously he's in the secret society that makes him do weird shit and visibly, emotionally, and physically wrecked right now.
0: After all this goes down, her crazy ass mom, who is not actually her mom, she has two crazy ass fucking moms. True. <laughs> but the one at this point she thinks is her mom says that the wedding with Matt is still on. Like I didn't understand why she would be okay subjecting her daughter to a literal hell
1: of a marriage so ridiculous and riot has control of her phone and starts blocking the mom's calls and so the mom shows up at her apartment and fucking slaps blakely and riot throws the mom out of the house really showed her toxic home life but also in this moment, I was just like, yeah, Riot, you kick her out. <laughs> <laughs> Defend her. But then again, Riot does something that makes you think, okay, he's not a good guy again because he offers 500000 for Blakely. And it's revealed that her dad assigned him to her. But thankfully, her dad rejects the money, however, does accept the marriage offer. I knew after the jail
0: scene that it was alluding to the fact that he was going to marry Blakely. but. That shit came on super fast, like totally 180 for him. I mean, I feel like he was definitely going towards this idea, but I think it ended up being a little bit faster because Matt tried to kill him and that just pushed him over the edge. He was like, "Okay, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm going to have her then and no one else is going to have her.
1: Yeah, it's kind of suspect. He says shit like, my cock is the only one that's ever been here and it's going to stay that way. Like, he's so overly obsessive and protective. It's toxic. But I love it. And then alternatively, he says shit like, there will be no prenup. This marriage will be successful. Or Blakely will depend on everything from me and I will give that woman whatever the fuck she wants, mentally admitting he's obsessed with her. But... Not in love with her, so it's
0: kind of like uh, I feel like his version of love is like not what we think of a standard love is. Like, I feel like yeah. for these morally gray, morally black guys, obsession is love.
1: I agree, for and them. that is not the same thing because one causes you stress and anxiety, the other brings you peace and calm,
0: right? Riot then proposes to her in the most classy way possible by saying. <laughs> Do you want to be his whore for the rest
1: of your life or my good girl? Like, okay, yeah, you said good girl. We accept. <laughs> Honestly, checks out, though. He would ask her to marry her while dominating her.
0: <laughs> for real. And then six carrots
1: Ayo. for her
0: ring. Like, okay, boy. <laughs> I mean, I knew you had a lot of money, but like, God damn. And I love how later he was like, I wanted something that said, fuck off. I'm married and my husband will
1: gut you, but from far away. So I think I made the right decision. (laughs) After the proposal, she gets the shit choked out of her, which she actually enjoys. Then has a convo with Sarah about how Garrett is into breath play and Googles
0: it. You can tell when she hits the Google for anything. Like she wants to do that. Like I feel like she uses Google as a way to be like, is this okay? Yeah, Am I allowed good to point? have this? But I love how he literally can read her body and tell what she wants. Like, he brings his hands to her neck. Her body is reacting in a positive way. And he's like, yep, okay, she likes this. I'm going to do it. And fuck, does it feel real nice? But I think
1: it was because he had access to anything she Googled on her phone. And so Mm. he saw that she had researched breath play and was like, "Okay, let's give it a go. See how she reacts. So yeah, he still read her reaction. But like, you know, he had some help. Yeah, I definitely love that he's very kink positive, though. Like no shame on anything like Matt would. But he's so toxic blakely describes him as
0: possessive controlling and extremely jealous (laughs) in my head i was like those are all the qualities i want
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i guess i'm toxic honestly ditto which is why the explanation for the four six fantasy made so much sense to me like a man just totally possessive and obsessed is basically the type of dudes we read about all the time just on different levels of extreme
0: agreed We get a little game of cat and mouse, which ends up
1: leading to Riot ass-fucking her. Hello, Diamond Butt Plug. Sex toy sponsor, where you at? (laughs) We find out she has to be initiated into the lords if she's going to be a wife, which means she's going to have to go through trials like Riot did, but much different and much faster.
0: Riot wasn't fucking around with the marriage thing because they got married at City Hall very quick, which... I was sad for her in this moment, though, because in her head, she says, I'll never leave him. I owe right that my commitment, my body, my heart, though. Do I have to love him, too? Or is the rest enough? Like she's so scared to love. And I feel bad because I get she can give up everything else. But to hand her heart over to someone, I yeah, like that's fucking scary. I get it. I do love, though, when they go to the Lord's party and he goes up in front of everyone and introduces her as his and then slow dances with her. It's like kind of like a claim you like no one's going to fuck with you anymore because now you're not a chosen. Now you're a wife. That's like a whole
1: new level. See, this honestly made me think again that it was all to get back at Matt not because he loves her. But then from his point of view, he says she stood this very spot just weeks ago and all I could think of was that I was going to take her from a man I hated. Now, all I can think of is spending the rest of my life with her, which finally stopped my worrying.
0: This is also the scene where it's mentioned that they kissed for the first time. Which again, I literally did not notice this, but it does seem to be a common theme with these guys who are into dark shit in the bedroom. Like they'll do all this crazy stuff, but kissing is off limits to them because I think kissing for them is just considered to be too intimate versus sex. Like I feel like I look at sex and I'm like, that's very intimate kissing. I'm kind of whatever about, but I feel like for them, it's different. Matt being the fucker, he is takes his last opportunity and tells Blakely most of the truth. So, I mean, you know, he says Riot paid for her. He did offer money for her. He didn't actually pay for her. Matt also leaves out the part where he fucking tried to offer money for her. But yeah, conveniently, I get why Blakely is upset and decides to run and say, fuck it, because in the end, she wants someone that respects her and lying is the ultimate disrespect. So after all of this lying that she's put up with and now Riot does that, I mean, come on, she, she was totally going to react that way. He should have been honest with her. I mean, he could have told her after they got married so she couldn't have done anything, but at least it came from his mouth and not fucking Matt, who's spinning the truth.
1: Yeah, honestly pissed that she didn't just go to him and talk it through. The last phone call where he's like, I'll see you. And she's like, oh, no, you won't click. I literally screamed.
0: I mean, it does take him a little bit longer to find her than I think he would have liked. But he finds her and then slits that guy's throat over her, drenching her in blood and says till
1: death do us part, Blake, and I'm not ready to kill you yet. Riot even points out that people will go after her simply because she's married to him. And that was something I honestly didn't think about. What's kind of cute, though, is both had trouble sleeping being apart. Like, he saves her life and then says, I'd go to war for my wife. I'll always show up for her. And he even admits he's in love. I should be your biggest threat. But instead, I'm falling in love with you. Like, finally. Right.
0: Finally, we get the words coming out. I mean, they weren't coming out of his mouth, but they were in his head. And that's what we needed. What? No, he said that. That's quoted. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was one of his inner dialogue moments. mm -mm. Okay,
1: fuck yeah. Yeah. So we're finally seeing, okay, he does have a heart.
0: Right. little black beating heart. They were finally on somewhat good terms too. And you're like, okay, it's looking up. He said, I essentially love you. Here we go. And then she wakes up in the morning. His attitude is completely 180 from before. Pretty typical, though. So I kind of believed it in this moment. Like, he just is up and down sometimes. But, right. So I was like, OK, yeah, maybe he's faking it. But my heart was hurting so bad for her when he's going over all the details about
1: how they came to be. And then to top it off, just hands her the divorce papers. I mean, I was devastated at that part. But the way she takes those divorce papers and throws them in the fireplace, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love a bad bitch. <laughs> she was like,
0: no, fuck you, asshole. You're stuck with me and I'm going to give you hell for it. And also literally says, if Riot wants a lady, I'll give him a motherfucking lady. Oh, like, yeah. finally, this girl has some bite to her. Like, no one's stepping on her anymore anymore enter bad bitch era <laughs> yeah, bad
1: bitch era speaking of her growing a set of balls i was dying laughing when cindy shows up in that trench coat blakely beats the shit out of her ties her up and throws her into the closet and waits for riot to get home and when she's like consider it my wedding gift showing him cindy tied up and gagged <laughs> i know <laughs> their banter in that
0: sex scene too had me cackling like she was taunting him with by saying like you know oh I fucked other people and he totally can't hide that he's jealous like gotcha we know you were faking it plot twist it was her first test of initiation such a mind fuck I know I wasn't expecting that at all I was like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) we should (laughs) probably expect these from now on right Important other kink to bring up is that Riot develops a breeding kink at this point because she's not on birth control. He also switches out her birth control. So even if she was taking it, it wouldn't have worked. But he says, I want Blakely Ray Archer pregnant
1: with my child and I'm going to get it. Yeah, things be moving fast. He even wants to trap her saying she's not going anywhere. I have to keep her knocked up every day of our lives. I will. Aggressive. It's fine. A little aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Riot proceeds to take her into his backyard torture dungeon where they then torture and kill Cindy.
1: Oh my God. When Riot's like, look at my wife, Cindy. I want her to be the last thing you see. Oh, and the way Blakely is straight up turned on by it. And that is such a Roxy and Dee moment all over again. But with Riot and Blakely. I
0: know. Then they have their little bonding
1: experience, burying her body at the church. That should have been traumatic, but instead Blakely found it cathartic. <laughs> she's like, okay, I saw her get buried. We're done here. <laughs> and if you didn't think
0: one torture session was enough, <laughs> enter the cathedral where she's sitting up in the pews watching Riot torture ashley who ashley was matt's girlfriend aka his chosen during that time and i honestly found it so surprising like how much ashley knew about everything like how matt was literally spying on him i i seriously was like what is matt's end game like i just don't understand what he wants from here and then riot being a fucking savage cutting her up while he's torturing her and then kicks her chair back and lets her drown in the pool. Like, I mean, deserved. Not sorry about it. Yeah. We don't feel that bad. Post murder. Blakely asks riot if he believes in heaven or hell. And then he says, you're my heaven. I can see you touch you kiss you. I was
1: swooning. Like you just murdered two people, but I love you so much. After finding everything out from Ashley, they're like, okay, we're going to go into hiding at Ty's club and decide, let's fuck around in the dungeon. Why not? He's got a nice little dungeon down there. Riot's like, I could I could live out some fantasies with Blakely. <laughs> Couple things happen here, okay? I liked this scene. <laughs> he brings a Sharpie. Homegirl is chained, bolted to the floor. He draws <laughs> hearts around her nipples, okay? and then writes mine over her pussy. I was like, oh my God, this is kind of amazing. But that gag though, (laughs) I've never heard of that before. For those who did not read the book, this was not a ball gag. This was one of those gags that has a hole in it. And I was thinking to myself, this is the superior gag. Okay, because giving head is like a task. It's like they call it a blowjob for a reason. Okay, it's a job. I don't (laughs) want it. Okay, put the gag on me. Let's do this where I don't have to do anything. It's superior. Okay, (laughs) God dang, I know. So that's what I mean, though. These sex toy shops, be our sponsor. (laughs) I will sponsor the fuck out of that gag. Okay.
0: (laughs) Just a quick side note, because this scene did involve it. Do you remember when they had the little italics with the exclamations of like yeah. when he was talking in his head? Every time it would happen, I literally imagined this voice. Like, so, for example, it was like, two
1: fucking her like (laughs) like a little (laughs) demon evil girl voice hell no every time they did it because it happened so often
0: i was laughing to myself so hard because i knew that wasn't how it was
1: supposed to be but that's exactly how i interpreted it good god I am so glad I didn't
0: read it that way. <laughs> I know. It kind of like he's like in the middle of this crazy sex scene. And then I'm imagining him saying that. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> um. The vibes were all over the place. Yeah. A little bit off there. Matt finally makes a move after being MIA for a while. She was being
0: so dumb at this point. Like they knew Matt was out there somewhere. But she then decides to go with Sarah to the club With no protection, like no shit, something was going to go down. Yeah. And it fucking did. He slammed her head into the steering wheel a bunch of times and fucked up her face. But also
1: sus that he didn't just take her and kill her, like weird. Yeah, I was so confused by this. Even when I finished the book, like what was accomplished here? You had just wanted to kidnap and keep her for yourself, but instead beat her up to the point she could die And wait to take her later. Matt is definitely missing brain cells. I'm just like, I cannot connect the dots here. Yeah. Also, the way this crushes Riot reading from his point of view, like, oh, my God, my wife's in the hospital. Uh, Where's my wife? It's a where's my (laughs) wife moment. It was so, you know, it was so intense. And then her fucking dad decides in the hospital bed is a good time to tell her Valerie is not her real mom. Her real mom was his chosen. It's a whole fucking mess. But honestly, fucking hated her fake mom anyways. It was so chaotic though. Like she just got beat the fuck
0: up and then all this information is coming out. Yeah. Let her chill for a second. Terrible timing.
1: She's finally healed thankfully and Matt's in hiding again. And they decide Okay, let's go out in public like he hasn't shown his face for a while. They moved back to the house, got new cameras. Let's go to the Halloween party at the Lord's house.
0: Right. Which I think is okay because she's going with Riot. Riot's friends know about Matt. They're also going to the Lord's house and Matt is on the outs with the Lord. So, you know, I really didn't think he was going to show up like in the party at the party. So I felt like it was a little bit safer. Same. This scene also introduces a couple other of Blakely's kinks when she's watching the girl get fucked by Tyson. And in her head, she's like, I get it, girl. I would do some depraved, degrading, sick, twisted shit for Riot to praise me. (laughs) I (laughs) I want to please him all the time. When he tells me, good girl, it's like everything I did meant something to him. Total praise kink. This is definitely how she gets through I think mentally when they're doing that wild stuff sexually because she knows it's going to end with that. And to her, that's worth it.
1: Something interesting that I'm not sure you caught as well is that Riot, when they first go to Ty's club and he's meeting with him in the office, he even mentally says, I learned everything I know basically about dominating a woman from Ty. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how... Blakely's watching Ty do his thing, and she's like, I get it, girl, because her man is doing the same fucking shit. (laughs) Right.
0: Tyson's book is the third book, and I have read it, and... I heard it's the best. Woo! Baby, (laughs) you think Riot's dirty? Oh. Watch out. These next two books? Crazy. Mm, I can't wait.
1: I also want to clarify, this is a bit of a voyeurism kink, watching Tyson and this random chick, and then Riot finger-fucking Blakely while she's watching... And he says something like, I'm fine with you watching other people, but no one will watch us. It's funny how he always brings in a little bit of his obsessive possessive into every single sexual scene. Yeah. Even though they're out in like a public area right now watching someone else fuck around. He's like, you're still mine. (laughs) Things escalate quickly because Matt shoots Riot and you're like, is he fucking dead? Like what? I was convinced he was dead. But I wasn't sad. I was pissed. (laughs) Yeah. And then Matt kidnaps her. Then
0: on top of it, she finds out her fucking mom
1: has been in on it the whole time. I was so glad that's not her real mom, though. I was feeling so bad for her. And just when you think the mom can't get worse. Oh, it does. Uh, Yeah, because
0: Blakely's pregnant. Like, holy shit. And then the mom's like, nope, we can't. You know, you thought she was kind of protecting her because Matt said, oh no, let's kill them. And she's like, no, we can't. She needs to have the babies. And Blakely's basically like, you're never fucking getting my babies. And then the mom says something so psychotic, like, I'll cut that baby out of you and leave whatever
1: is left
0: for Matt. Dude. I'm spiraling at this point.
1: Fake mom is pure evil and Matt tries to beat the babies to death in her womb this whole scene is truly sickening that's I mean it's a dark romance but it's also just fucking dark
0: yeah like honestly seriously what does Matt even want from her at this point I feel like the only thing that makes sense is that he just wants to get back at riot
1: yeah he's clearly delusional since he totally thinks he's still a lord She will be his lady. Even mentions he'll let the other lord share her. Like, dude, they literally have a hit out on you. (laughs) They're not sharing nobody with you. I know. It's ridiculous. He tries to attack her and she, thank God, is a bit more, what's the word? Powerful, confident in herself, will throw a fist. She fights back and bites his damn nose off. (laughs) I was like, she is fucking pregnant and throwing down let's go (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile we find out riot is alive and has a chip in blake's arm so they track her down swat team style they show up and tyson does so well undercover i'm convinced that he really is there to take blakely as his own and he watched her fuck him from the club's basement And is acting like he has an inside joke with Matt. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was scared. I was like, what the fuck?
0: Tyson's bad? Like, I don't understand. Like, why do we need more bad going on right now? There's enough
1: bad. I'm like, are there any not corrupt lords? My God. Also, it reveals just how dark the lords are because he brings up this rule that any lady... Once her husband or lord passes, must be reassigned to another lord, like barf, giving major sex slavery vibes. No, thank you. I did not like that at all.
0: Yeah. It's honestly going back to, again, they are sex objects and they are there for breeding. That's all they want them for. It's disgusting. One part that I was kind of confused about still, so maybe you can better explain it to me, is how Matt's dad has been in on it, too. Like, he did something bad and they weren't going to let him be a lord anymore. So then Blakely marrying Matt was going to be the solution to that. Like, I, I feel like I'm still confused about that.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a mess from the beginning, and it progressed. Blakely was originally the ticket to their family not going broke by Lord's standards. Now that she's married to Riot, the Lords were kind of like, okay, we don't really have any need for this guy anymore. And Matt's dad was actually who she was supposed to kill to become a lady before she got her face beat up. Mm. Remember, she was waiting to meet someone and lure yeah. them in. That was his dad. So, oh. yeah. understand now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Their revenge scene was so intense. They're back at the cathedral. They've got Valerie tied up. Matt is tied up. Valerie, fake mom, is gutted by Blake. Matt is hung. I was laughing at how
0: savage Riot was in this scene by literally shoving the cum stained underwear that blakely had into his mouth like literally gag but also fuck you matt (laughs) (laughs) and when you think the plot twists are over leanne her mom is still alive who is her real mother like what the fuck what the fuck
1: (laughs) (laughs) at first she enters and her her heels are like clicking through the cathedral And silently shocks the entire room. Like, this part was so visual for me. I'm like, okay, she a bad bitch. Like, I just imagine the whole cathedral turning around like, oh, shit, who's walking in right now with those heels? Yeah, and then she just ends up being a fucking cunt. Yeah, not a bad bitch, just a bad person. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Just a bitch. I mean, come on. Blakely has already had one shitty mom. Do we really need to? I know. I feel bad because literally all of her parental figures suck. Like, her dad sucks too. Yeah, he sold her basically as a sex slave. It's it's all fucked up. I'm so confused by her dad as well being so chill with his actual wife threatening riot. Like, what? I mean, she's threatening to kill your daughter's husband. I thought the lords were supposed to be in control here.
0: I know. She... I feel like I'm confused because Leanne's acting like she is above all the Lords or like right. she is equal to the Lords. And I just don't I'm like, okay, but they still hate women. So you're not like, stop being a snaky bitch. I hate you. I'm so glad that Blakely ends up not wanting anything to do with her. And then we get to the epilogue. I hate her more. Like she is giving me such an ick this entire conversation that she's having with
1: Blakely. Yeah, she kind of gives a little bit of insight into how she has the power she has as a lady and not a lord. She talks about how the men, you know, tend to fall for us, but especially the kids. And it's the kids that make us savages. Quote unquote, you've already proven that with how you handled Valerie. I was like, damn, that is so true. Like she would go to bat for her kids that aren't even born yet. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Right? Also, it's revealed that she is the one who assigned Riot to Blakely, and her dad is basically her bitch. It's she even knew where she was when she was on the run and got her that bar job. Like, what the fuck? At this point, it's kind of like nothing feels real. Her whole life is orchestrated. Honestly, I don't know how she's not having a mental breakdown because as a reader, I'm even rethinking the entire book. It's one of those plot twists where you're like, okay, I need to reread the whole book now knowing the truth because I kept getting told one thing and then another thing and then I thought her dad was the one, but now it's actually her mom's the the puppet master. It's such a mindfuck. Yeah.
0: I feel like one of the main things from this conversation with the mom was that you know, Blakely doesn't want her sons or daughters being Lords or ladies. And I feel like she should have kind of thought about this before marrying riot or having unprotected sex, like whatever with him. Yeah. Like you're a part of that society. Like that's kind of going to be something that's going to happen. They might be forced into it. They might not have a choice, but her mom definitely was not going about it the right way, explaining it to Mm -hmm. her. And, Her mom was being such a bitch in this situation. Like, are you trying to reconcile with your daughter
1: or not? Do you want a relationship or no? At the same time, I kind of get it. Because if your two choices are Riot or Matt, Matt clearly sucks. Plus, she totally fell for Riot. And he literally saves her life multiple times. I don't think she can get the dicking down Riot's giving her from anyone else either. So he knows her kinks. And is the only dude she's been with. He's clearly the option for her. Also, the way their combo ends with her slapping her mom and then saying, I'd do anything to keep them away. And her mom is like, that's exactly why you'll do what's asked. I was like, whoa, mind blown. <laughs> Even if she avoids her kids getting into the lords as a lady, they can manipulate her because she's always going to be a part of it. There is no out unless you're killed. So Yeah.
0: Fast forward 18 years. I love this scene where the you know the twins that she was pregnant with end up being twin boys and they're such little fuck boys. <laughs> like they're oh both, both sneaking people out of the house and why do I feel like their daughter is also a sleigh? Like <laughs> I kind of hope that she does some sort of spin-off later on yeah. of like the kids or something cuz that would be kind of fun. And Obviously, biggest thing, one of the sons actually wants to be a lord. And Blakely is really having a hard time with that. But yeah. again, like, I mean, that's his choice. Like, you yeah. can't make him not do it. Ugh. I don't know.
1: I I honestly feel like she left it in a place where they could easily make another book based off the kids. Mm-hmm. So I hope she does, too. Uh, closing quote, I wanted to state because it was the perfect quote to wrap up this book. It was from Riot's point of view. And he says, I was forced to pick her as my chosen, but she continues to choose me every day. And that is what I call heaven because life without her would be hell.
0: Similar recommendations for this series. Like we said earlier, there are two other books out. One is called The Sinner. The main character's name is Sin. Everyone that I've seen online says he's the craziest. And then the third book is The Sacrifice, which Tyson is the main character of that one. I can say for sure, at least the third one, even crazier than this one. Really? Which you like, I don't know how she does it, but she does it. And another dark romance series that I literally devoured the other day, like I was staying up at night, was the Mindfuck series by St. Abbey. It was so fucking good. The plot was good. The sex was good. I actually was reading it and kind of getting scared. So I <laughs> feel like this like spicy horror vibe might be the thing I might be on coming up. but. Oh, goodness. The plot is she's the serial killer and he's the FBI agent trying to find her.
1: That alone sounds like a good plot. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's a dark romance. You got me. A recent dark romance I loved that also includes murder and a school grade characters was Sinister Legacy by Harley Beck. I'm going to post a review of her book on our Instagram stories, which you can find in our mini review highlights as well. But don't forget to read the trigger warnings. There is some consensual, non-consensual shit that goes down in this one as well that is very unusual, has to do with kind of some drowning stuff. And like, it's it's intense. I hadn't read a scene like that before, but I will say still such a good book. Same thing as you. I devoured it. <laughs> Some upcoming work that Chantel
0: Tessier is coming out with is the Carnage series, which they do mention the Carnage brothers in one of these books. I forget if it was mentioned in Ritual, but I'm pretty sure it's mentioned in Sacrifice because they have a relationship with Tyson and each of the books are going to be a different member of the Carnage
1: Because we are a little bit pushed on time for this episode, we had a lot of spicy stuff to go over, a lot of dark, dangerous things we wanted to address. We're going to skip the would you rather question. If you still want to find out what we talked about, go ahead and check out our highlights section on Instagram where we have WYR, which stands for would you rather.
0: That's it for today's episode. We'll see you back in two weeks where we're going to go over The Sweet Omegaverse, Lola and the Millionaires by Catherine Moon.
1: For more, follow us on our socials, TikTok and Insta at readitandwriteit and and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you're listening in. Our DMs are open to would you rather suggestions or books and topics you want covered or you can email us at readitandwriteit at gmail.com. See you guys next
0: episode.